This is Boston Scott, and you're listening to the Birds Banter Podcast. I'm living in that 21st century, doing something mean to it. Do it better than anybody you ever seen do it. Screams from the haters, got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need his theme music. No one man should have all that power. The clock's ticking, I just count the hours. Stop tripping, I'm tripping off the power. What is going on, Eagles Nation? Welcome to the latest episode of the Birds Banter Podcast presented to you by PHLSportsNation.com. This is your host, Matt Loopy. You can find me on Twitter at Matt underscore Loopy. Today, you know, I hope you guys are having a good week. Uh, we're going to talk about, obviously, the Eagles, uh, what we're going to be looking forward to the 2020 season. We are officially less than three weeks away, which is very exciting. Looking forward to getting back to Eagles football, seeing what they're going to be doing this upcoming season. A lot of big pieces coming together training camp they're looking good um unfortunately you know fans aren't able to be there in attendance um only you know big time reporters can go in and see what's going on but i'm sure you guys are all seeing the videos of what's been going on jalen hurts carson wentz everybody that's been participating looks very good um limited injuries you know nothing too serious we'll get into that a little bit later but you know with the season starting very soon it's another um, opportunity for fantasy football. So we're going to kick things off with the Eagles' top seven um, ADP players on ESPN Fantasy Football. We're going to talk about what I think about drafting them. Um, personally, I like having one or two Eagles on my team just because, you know, I love the Eagles. I want to, you know, support them, and that's the team that I know the most about. So feel a little bit more... Um, reliable putting an Eagles player in if I think that they're going to have a good week and I know the matchup very well. However, um, just a rule of thumb, your favorite team, whether it's the Eagles or whatever, don't rely too much on your favorite team in fantasy football because whether you realize it or not, you're always going to have a bias towards those players and um, it could lose you some games just because, um, you know, in, in Eagles, for instance, you want to start a guy like Deshaun Jackson over a more quality receiver who's going to put up more points per week, say Cortland Sutton for the Broncos, um, could put you in a tough situation just because you think that Deshaun Jackson is going to score uh, two touchdowns. And then he might not, you know, you never know what's going to happen, but it always puts you at a bit of a disadvantage if you have a lot of players on your favorite team. All right, so first things first, the number one Eagles player on the fantasy board is Miles Sanders, as expected. Eagles running back is, you know, primed for a great year. He is a a little banged up right now. We'll get into that later, but it's really nothing to be concerned about. Um, I've been looking at fantasy football ADP almost every day, just seeing what's been going on. I've had um, one draft so far, but looking forward to two more this season. So I've been tracking what's been going on. you know, keeping up to date with my player research, but um, Miles Sanders, he is taking pretty significant dip in ADP just because of his injury. A lot of people have been doubting him this offseason. They don't think that he is going to be a top five, uh, I shouldn't say top five, but top eight, top 10 running back this year. They don't believe the hype of a first or second round pick in the fantasy football draft. So People are very wary of drafting him, especially with this injury. And I'm going to tell you that you can continue to draft Miles Sanders. If you're in a deep league from 
12 to 16 teams, Miles Sanders is a first-round pick. If you're in a team, a league with 10 to 12 teams, uh, that overlap there, you know he might fall into the second round. And if you can, if you have a late pick and you can get a player like, uh, say, Julio Jones with or Tyree Kill with your first pick, and then loop back around with Miles Sanders, that is an excellent, excellent setup for your team there. Um, you know, I don't really know what I prefer yet, whether drafting in the first half of the round or the second half. But second half, the later the better, because I think Miles Sanders, Austin, Austin Eckler is also a really good name there. But um, those two guys at running back, you can double dip, um, get a really good wide receiver, and then one of those running backs, especially in PPR leagues, you're set up very well. Um, but I think Miles Sanders right now, he is just at 15.9 average draft position, so he's going to be around round two. Uh, I have a round one to two grade on him. You know, I think he's a little bit underrated, undervalued, because Miles Sanders, we're going to talk about running backs later in the podcast, so make sure you stick around, because I'm going to get into a lot more depth about Sanders. But what he did last year, over a 1,000 yards from scrimmage, you can expect it to blow up. Um, I I talked on Twitter this offseason, because everybody's saying Miles Sanders is a breakout candidate, and I'm thinking... What, I think he put up around 1,300 uh, scrimmage yards last year. How can you consider him a breakout if he already had a fantastic year? I mean, I know he wasn't the starter and didn't play the full amount of games, but when he did play, he was amazing. So, yes, he might play all 16 games and have that success and then go up to 2,000 total yards. Yeah, that that's a significant increase, but breakout, in my opinion, is, you know, Someone like J.J. Ortega-Whiteside going from nothing to 800 yards, 900 yards, 1,000 yards this year. That is a breakout. Miles Sanders is, in my opinion, already broke out. Yes, he can increase his stock. He can improve as a player. But it's not like he's going to be a um, you know most improved player, breakout player, whatever people want to call him. He's already very, very good. So any concern that you have about Miles Sanders shouldn't be there. I mean, if you watch the Eagles games last year, whether you're a fan or not, you know that he can bring a lot of uh, value to this offense. And the Eagles haven't been shy about talking to him all, about him all offseason. They said he's the guy. They're not going to rely on a committee. He's going to take a lot of carries, a lot of receptions every single game. Miles Sanders, you know, like I said, if you're in a deep league, first round pick is okay. If not, if you're in a little bit shorter, uh, you know, not in as deep of a league, first round possibly but uh expect him to be there in the second if you have a later pick in the first snake back around snag him as your rb1 you're in great position there the next player number two zach Ertz, tight end um his average draft position right now is around 41 so he's going to be around rounds three to four i wouldn't expect him to go any later than that Uh, i think his position right now is just right zach Ertz, he's not going to be a second round pick this year in fantasy at all i think the only um tight end that really deserves that value is george kittle just because his athletic ability he is the best tight end the tight end in the league right now as much as i love Ertz, um he is behind kittle no doubt kittle is just uh, unbelievable in what he does he's just travis kelsey and zach Ertz morphed together um unbelievable talent they're definitely going to use him a lot in san francisco especially with all these wide receiver injuries so if you like to draft tight ends early, George Kittle is going to be a very, very reliable pick there. Zach Ertz, I really like him as well. Um, in the draft I had so far, 
I wanted to target Ertz in, I believe, uh, yeah, fourth round because he was um, there in the third, still some better talent ahead of him. So I thought it was going to snake back around and get to me. Unfortunately, he went a couple picks before, ended up with Mark Andrews. I'm someone that values tight ends very high in fantasy football, especially in PPR leagues. A guy like Mark Andrews, Zach Ertz, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, these top guys in uh, at the tight end position, if they can get five, six, seven receptions a game um, above 60, 70 yards and a touchdown, I mean, that is wide receiver level production right there, top wide receiver level production. Um, you're getting a ton of value there, and the tight end position drops off significantly. I think the you know the strategy for drafting tight ends has to be draft them very early, get one of those top four guys I just mentioned, or wait super late, load up on your other skill positions, get very good running backs, very good wide receivers, so the uh, drop off at your tight end position isn't the biggest out there. Because I'd rather go all in or not go all in, um, all or nothing with the tight end position, because if you get stuck in the middle, you're going to get somebody like Evan Ingram, um, who is not really going to put up a whole lot of points. He might get injured. You're really looking for boomer bust out of here. So Zach Ertz, if he's, if he's there in round four, I would definitely take him. Round three might be a little bit early, just because the Eagles are definitely going to want to expand the offense, get the ball out um, a lot more, not just check down to Ertz all the time. But he's a very solid option. Um, I mean, you guys watch Eagles football. You know how good Zach Ertz is. Number three on the list is quarterback Carson Wentz. His average draft position is 109.6, so um, big drop-off from 1-2 to to 3. Carson Wentz, I would expect to go in rounds 9 to 11. I think he is underrated, and I have a funny story about my draft. Um, I obviously, like most experienced fantasy football players, like to wait on drafting a quarterback. Obviously, if you see someone like Lamar Jackson falling uh, into rounds four, round three or four, it's a no-brainer to take him. Uh, you want to make sure that you're getting your skill positions before you get a quarterback because it's not like they're, there's a huge discrepancy in point values per week at the quarterback position. But I like to wait on my quarterbacks, filled up my roster pretty nicely uh, before I started looking at quarterbacks, and then it was round 11, maybe round 10, and Dak Prescott was still on the board. And I was like, this is a no-brainer. But the next quarterback on the list was Carson Wentz. And here's where my fandom and bias you know, kind of kicked in. Because in my mind, I'm grading Carson Wentz around nine rounds uh, 10 to 11, which is where I'm picking, trying to pick Dak. So I'm thinking you know, Wentz is going to be taken a couple picks later. I might want to snack him. Uh, who, do I, who do I think is going to be better? Obviously, I think Carson Wentz is a better quarterback, but Dak Prescott hasn't beaten fantasy. Um, no doubt about it. Better weapons. Um, the Cowboys most of the time are playing down, so Dak throws the ball a lot. Um, you know, last year he had a ton of garbage yard touch or garbage yard uh, garbage yards and touchdowns. Um, fantasy football wise, Dak is going to be a top five quarterback. I I really hope he is, just because he's on my team. Um, doesn't mean I think he's going to play well this season. He's going to put up a lot of good stats, but Cowboys are still going eight and eight, um, no doubt about it. Anyways, I ended up picking Dak in rounds 10 or 11, and I kind of forgot about the quarterback position. I'm just waiting until I get my backup. Round 14, I'm always picking my backup there. 
um, get it the last round before I take my kicker in defense. Next thing you know, click on the quarterback position. Who's the top quarterback? Carson Wentz. Somehow he falls all the way to round 14. So now I have Carson Wentz as my backup quarterback, Dak Prescott as my starter. Um, you know, that that's very solid to me. I think Carson Wentz is very underrated. I think he's going to have a huge year. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a big Eagles fan, but he has so many weapons around him, the most that he's ever had in his career. He's got a solid offensive line and um, better coaching around him. I think he's really going to take a leap in year five. Um, crazy to say that he's in his fifth year, but um, is it fifth year? Fourth year. I'm sorry. No, fifth year. Yeah, yeah, fifth year. Um, sorry, but yeah, Carson Wentz, um, gonna gonna have a great year. Um, very excited to have him as my backup. If you're looking to wait on a quarterback and you can snag Carson Wentz in round ten or eleven, maybe even twelve as your starter, absolutely, absolutely, go for it. The next player at number four is rookie wide receiver Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager's average draft position is 152. He's been going in rounds 14 to 16, in my opinion. I think he's slightly underrated, but like anything, rookies aren't too reliable in fantasy football, especially at the wide receiver position, especially this offseason. Shortened offseason, hasn't been with the team too much, uh, a lot of virtual stuff. Yes, he has been playing well in training camp. Yes, he has been learning a lot in the offseason programs. But I'm skeptical about drafting Jalen Rager. Um, I would only do it if I have a great wide receiver group and I can afford keeping him on my bench deep down there for a couple of weeks until he gets you know, the ball rolling and develops into a better wide receiver. But there's better options out there. If you want to draft a rookie wide receiver, I would feel more comfortable going with someone like Jerry Judy, who's going to get more playing time, Henry Ruggs even um, with the Raiders because you know Tyrell Williams got hurt. They don't really have many other options. He's going to run that offense over there. So um, Rager's not really on my radar, but if you want him, make sure you're taking him very late. Almost directly behind Jalen Rager, ranked at 154, is Deshaun Jackson. Again, around 14 to 16 prospect. I think... Deshaun's um, rating here is just right. I love Deshaun Jackson. I think he's going to have a great year. But the thing with him is, is he going to stay healthy? If Deshaun plays all 16 games, he's going to be a top 20 receiver. Right now, he's probably ranked uh, around 40 to 50. He's going to make an extreme leap if he plays 14 to 16 games. But will he do that? Last year, he played one. I know it says three games played because... um, Technically, he did suit up for the Falcons game, so that counts as a game played. And technically, he did play for one drive against the Bears, so that counts as a game played. But all in, it was just one full game against the then Redskins, now Washington football team in week one. Had a phenomenal game, over 150 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Showed his explosiveness in the short yardage routes, but also throwing the ball deep, getting it from Carson Wentz. Um, You know... Deshaun, I would take him before I would take Jalen Rager just because I don't think he's going to take too much time to get adjusted. He's fully healthy right now. He doesn't need a, any uh, you know, run-up period this this season. I think the Eagles should honestly consider you know, slowing down with him a lot this, this offseason in training camp. We're about two and a half weeks away from uh, the first game. You know, he, he has proven to be fragile. Um it's no offense to him. He's 33 years old, 
but he's still super fast. You wanna make sure that you get the most value out of him as possible, and you don't wanna risk a stupid injury in training camp um, just because you wanna have fun throwing deep bombs from Carson Wentz to him. So Deshaun Jackson, if he's healthy, he's gonna be a threat in fantasy football. Um, but, you know, it, it's up to you. Um, again, like I said with Jalen Rager, if you have a very deep wide receiver group, very solid, and you can afford to keep them on there, uh, if they're not performing well, grab Deshaun and or Rager, but I would definitely prefer Deshaun over Jalen Rager. Coming at number six, ranked at 165 is Boston Scott. Um, Scott's very interesting. I personally would stay away from him this year. I think he's going to be in rounds 15 to undrafted. If you're in PPR, Boston Scott is going to be a possible pick here. If you're not in PPR, don't draft him at all. Don't even pick him up unless Miles Sanders gets hurt. He's not going to provide much value at all unless you're in a PPR league, um, just because he's not going to get too many carries. The only time last year when he got a significant amount of carries was when Miles Sanders was not in the game for injuries or performance uh, reasons, both times against the Giants. Yes, he blew up those games, but Miles Sanders is the superior back. They are not planning on running a committee. Boston Scott, when he gets into the game, more often than not, he's going to be receiving the ball. So PPR, grab him late if you want, but there's a chance he goes undrafted, so just keep an eye on him on the waivers if something happens to Miles Sanders. Number eight is Jake Elliott. Jake, um, you know, he's going to be drafted, obviously late, rounds 15 or 16, just because he's a kicker. But... You know, Jake Elliott's he's been solid. Uh, last year, he, I believe, didn't even miss a field goal the first several weeks. Then they signed up to a contract extension, and then he started missing some. But, um, you know, Jake's been here for a while. It's going to be his fourth year. He's, uh, you know, a reliable kicker. Yes, he does miss some, but every kicker does. Um, he stayed healthy for the most part. So, you know, if you, wanna, if you want to add some Eagles players and you haven't had done so throughout the draft grab jake elliott can't go wrong with him um good pick here you know it's not too deep with kickers you just gotta make a selection on a team that's going to be very high scoring and the eagles should do be doing that number eight i believe i said doing the top eight maybe i said top seven but round it off because i wanted to include dallas goddard here at number eight goddard's average draft position is right behind jake elliott 166.3. Again, I think he's going to be in the same realm as Boston Scott rounds 15 to undrafted. And it's a very, very similar situation. If you're in PPR, I would take Goddard Um, late in the draft. If you are somebody that likes having two really good tight ends for whatever reason, if you like putting tight ends in your flex, definitely stay away because he's not going to give you starting level, um, numbers just because Zach Ertz is here. Uh, Ertz is going to take a majority. However, if Ertz gets hurt, Goddard has proven last season when he needs to step up, he did very, very well. So if Goddard goes undrafted, he should be the first person that you're looking at if Ertz gets hurt. Get that flyer. Don't pick up you know, someone that's a low-level starter on another team grab Dallas Goddard. If he's doing well, he's undrafted, grab Dallas Goddard. You know that when Carson Wentz starts throwing to somebody and they build that connection, he's going to pound that all season long. 
So Dallas Goddard, I know he has that um, you know hairline fracture in his thumb or finger. He, he's going to be fine for week one. He's going to have a good year. I think he is a dark horse to lead the team in receiving yards. The next topic that I want to get into, you know, we mentioned Miles Sanders, we mentioned Boston Scott. Now we're going to mention the entire running back group. We're going to figure out what is the running back rotation going to look like. I think it's a question that a lot of fans have been asking. A lot of fans that I've seen uh, talking on Facebook, talking on Twitter of saying, um, you know, they don't believe that the Eagles are getting away from the running back by committee. They think they're always going to do that. That is 100% false. First off, Miles Sanders is considered week to week with a lower body injury. The Eagles, they don't, NFL teams don't need to disclose um, injuries in training camp. So getting the update of week to week with lower body injury is something that we were lucky to even see. And um, we're not going to see the cause of the injury this offseason. I would, uh, I would, I would guess we wouldn't see that. In my opinion, I think it's going to be a, you know something with his hamstring or maybe his ankle because he's had problems with those before. Um, those are very common injuries that could keep you out for a little bit. Um, the Eagles said it's considered not serious. They're not concerned at all, and it, he's expected to um, sit out until week one. He's able to practice. It's not too serious where he just has to sit out. But you know, there's no reason to risk a re-injury. Get him right for week one because Miles Sanders is going to be a focal point in this offense. So you want to make sure that he's healthy and ready to go. He's already proven this offseason that he's been training very hard. Um, you know, the little bit that he was on the field in training camp, he impressed many. So make sure that he is ready to go health-wise because you know the skill is going to be there in transition from last year. Personally, I don't think there's any need to be concerned. The Eagles have their sights on week one. They don't care about training camp snaps for their number one running back. Um, I know a lot of people are concerned if Miles Sanders is going to sit out a couple weeks, but with this season especially, there's going to be a lot of injuries because these players haven't been training all offseason on the field. They've been doing a lot of virtual stuff and just a lot of lifting and training on their own time. They haven't been you know, in any contact drills for a long time. So given that there's going to be a spike in injuries, if you have a little injury here in training camp, it's best to be uh, precautious and just sit him out. There's no need to be worried as a fan. He's going to be okay. You know, life goes on. Fancy football still pound him rounds one and two. It's not going to affect his uh, season, you know, performance at all. Miles Sanders is going to be okay, and I think this is honestly smart to keep him out until week one health wise. But also, it opens up more opportunity for guys like Corey Clement, Elijah Holyfield, Michael Warren, um, trying to win. Or Corey Clement's already solidified as the running back three, but other guys need to you know, fight for that running back four position. So they have the next couple weeks to do so. Earlier this offseason, Deuce Daly had a press conference and was asked about Miles Sanders a lot. One thing that he said, he was not going to limit Miles Sanders to 15 carries and 15 receptions a game. He says that Miles Sanders isn't a player that you're going to put a limit on. He said Miles Sanders is someone that you can just keep running all game, put him in, don't really worry about his usage. So I did a little bit of math. If you put Miles Sanders in the game at 15 carries, 15 receptions, that is going to be, at his rate last year, 1,104 rushing yards and 816 receiving yards. Very, very good numbers there. You know, last year, there were 386 rushing attempts between the running backs. How are these going to be divided? 
okay, say that the Eagles are going to have, um, you know, 385 rushing attempts again this year, around the same. 15 games, 15 carries a game for Miles Sanders would equate to 200 for the season. So, but Deuce Daly said this is going to be his minimum. He's not going to limit him to 15 carries. So that's going to be upwards of 17 to 20, in my opinion. I'm going to expect Miles Sanders to be about 275 to 285 carries per the season if he stays healthy. Now, who's left? In my opinion, the running back group is going to look like Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Corey Clement, and probably Elijah Holyfield. Scott and Clement can run the ball, but they're mostly receiving backs. Elijah Holyfield is not going to be receiving back. He's more of a bruiser, big, strong, downhill runner type of running back. Um, you know, say the Eagles have 100 rushing attempts left from Miles Sanders getting around 275 to 285. They have 100 left. How are they going to divide these? I'm going to say 55 are going to go to Boston Scott. He's going to get around three to four a game, 35 to Clement, around two a game. Like I said, they're going to get most of their usage in the receiving game. They're going to get into the field in the backfield, maybe in the work out of the slot as well, but they don't really need to run the ball a whole lot to be productive in this offense. 20 are going to go to Elijah Holyfield. And these are these are guesstimates. You know, Eagles might end up running only 350 times. So it's going to adjust these numbers uh, quite a bit. But um, going off of 385, I'm going to say that that's going to be the top three guys. And Elijah Holyfield is left with 20. I think that's realistic for him because he hasn't had much, if any, NFL experience at all. I think one to two carries a game would be very good for him just to get his feet wet, but also in uh, different situations. You know, they're going to put him in when they need those hard-earned runs, use his big body to get through the line of scrimmage. Now, I'm going to ask you guys, is this a committee? Absolutely not. Do not expect a committee. From my projections, what I'm you know, telling you guys, Miles Sanders is around 275 to 285 carries per game. The next running back, my, or Boston Scott, is at 55. That's over 200 more carries. Um, it's not like last year when Sanders, when, when it's all said and done, Sanders and Howard were pretty close in carries. It's not going to be that case. Not going to be like that again. Sanders has proven in the receiving game and with his blocking, he can stay on the field all three downs. The Eagles haven't had a running back like that in a long, long time. That's why it's not going to be committee. They don't have running backs that need to play different roles. Miles Sanders can play a lot of roles himself. Boston Scott will get most of his usage as a third down back um, just because, you know, change of pace and, um, you know, his receiving ability. Corey Clement, I think his usage will come mostly on passing downs because he can block very well, but he's also going to be available for checkdowns if Carson Wentz needs it. He's explosive out in open space, just like Boston Scott. I don't think Corey Clement is going to get a whole lot of carries per game, but if Miles Sanders gets hurt, I think Corey Clement will be the next one in line to get all those carries instead of Boston Scott because he's a little bit bigger, a little bit of a better runner than Scott. Uh, Scott's better in the receiving game. Now that brings us to Elijah Holyfield at the end. Elijah Holyfield, he's not going to have too much usage, but he will see the field in short yardage slash goal line carries. Um, you know, the Eagles are probably going to have just a handful of these per game. One, two, three, maybe four if, um, you know, if, if they get into that situation. But he's not going to need to see the field a whole lot. Honestly, he might not even suit up for every single game. So I'm not expecting a whole lot out of him, but he is impressing a lot of people in training camp. Before we finish this podcast and talk about the safety position, I want to take a moment to take a brief pause to talk about our sponsor, Manscaped. 
Support for the Birds Banter Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers, offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Guys, if you're listening to this, this purchase is a no-brainer, in my opinion. You know, ladies, if we have you on, listen to this podcast. Get it for your husband. Get it for your boyfriend. You know, your dad, even. Everybody will love Manscaped products because you never want an accident while you're trimming. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower, and one of the coolest features is the LED light which illuminates the grooming areas for a closer and more precise trim. They've also upgraded to a 7000 RPM motor with quad stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. Your boss will thank you. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code PHL. All right, before we get out of here, I want to talk about the safety position and the safety rotation. And yes, I said rotation. My projected uh, safety group is going to be Roddy McLeod, Jalen Mills, Will Parks, Kayvon Wallace, and Grayland Arnold, undrafted free agent, sliding in there for the fifth safety position. Obviously, losing Malcolm Jenkins' skill is going to be a huge blow to the Eagles' defense, but he also played all of the defensive snaps for the past two years. That is going to be very, very tough to fill. And who is going to fill that? I'm going to say no one. No one is ready to play all snaps. Rodney McLeod is very close. You know, he played um, almost almost every single snap last year. But the players that are supposed to fill in for Jalen or um, for Malcolm Jenkins, Jalen Mills, and Will Parks, they're not going to be playing 100% of defensive snaps. Rodney McLeod. Out of the group, we'll see the field the most, in my opinion. He's the Eagles' top free safety. He's not going to lose any time to Graylin Arnold at the free safety position just because he's superior, has more experience, and he's just a better player. McLeod also, like I said, has the most experience. He's the proven tackler, very good competitor. You can expect the Eagles to rely on him a lot this year. They really like him. They think he's going to be a leader for this defense, but also one of their top safeties. Now, the Eagles, this offseason, they transitioned Jalen Mills from a cornerback to a safety. Jalen Mills looks to take over that prime Malcolm Jenkins role. And what's that role? That's covering tight ends. Now, Mills might have some hiccups transitioning to safety, but keeping him doing what he's comfortable with is very important. And what he's comfortable with is, you know, being in physical coverage. Mills can cover pretty well. He just could not run. That's why the Eagles didn't want to play him at cornerback anymore. That's why they moved him to safety. You know, he can match up well against these tight ends because he's very physical. He can cover well, but it's not like tight ends are going to blow right by him with speed. He can keep up with almost every single tight end in the league. If Mills succeeds, you can expect him to pick up bigger roles such as, you know, covering some running backs, zone coverage, 
dropping back into coverage, more of a free safety, not just a box safety. But Jalen Mills, as we start, I think is going to be mostly covering tight ends and used in run defense. Will Parks is a very intriguing player. The Eagles like him a lot and have been impressed with what he's been doing this offseason. So I'm going to say that he is going to be used a lot. You can expect Will Parks to be on the field mostly in obvious passing downs just because Mills is very good against the run. They want to make sure he's on the field when they have the running backs running up the middle. Will Parks is more experienced than Mills at the safety position, obviously. He's been playing that his entire career. Mills has been playing cornerback uh, most of his career so far. So, you know, he can take on more responsibilities early and cover more ground in the defense. He's not going to be limited to just one single role um, as we start the season. Like I said, Parks has been impressing in training camp. Um, you can expect a pretty even split between between him and Mills. Put them in in different situations, but also put them on the field at the same time. I wouldn't be surprised to see that at all. Kayvon Wallace is pretty exciting. Kayvon Wallace, the rookie out of Clemson, but he's not going to be the starter that everybody is expecting. And I want to take a moment to just talk about, you know, keeping it real with you guys. Remember, Kayvon Wallace was a fourth rounder. And when I watched him on film, I didn't see many neg- negatives. Obviously, there were some, but there's a reason that he fell. It's not like everybody watches him and, um, you know, fans are saying, oh, he could have, watch- watching him, he could have gone in the first and second round. Yeah, maybe his skill, he could have. But there's something that held him back. There's 32 teams that pass on him a few times this draft. They let him go to the fourth round. Something something was there. I'm not, I'm not concerned about him. I still think he's a great player. But it's not like he's going to be a week one starter. He was a fourth round pick. He still has development to go. He's going to be the safety of the future. I'm confident saying that. But he's not going to be a huge difference maker pro bowler in year one. Wallace played many positions at Clemson, but he mostly excelled closely to the line of scrimmage, down at the box. He's not too rangy of a safety, especially with better NFL offenses. He's not going to hold up as a rangy safety. Again, I just want to say, remember, he is a rookie. He will take time to adjust, get up to speed. Plus, something that I just thought of, the Eagles won't have a Malcolm Jenkins to mentor him. You know, the most experienced safety is Roddy McLeod, but it's not like they play the same exact position. They're going to have different roles in the defense. It would be nice. would help his, uh, you know, his progression a lot if Jenkins was still around, but he's not. So the Eagles are going to do what, have to do what they can do to develop him. Um, you know, Mark Manuel is the new DB coach. Hopefully he can, um, you know, boost up his, uh, his stock a little bit and help him get onto the field more than he's expected to. He spent a lot of time on special teams this offseason. I think that's going to be his biggest role this season in, um, you know, coverages and everything like that, showing his physicality, versatility. However, Wallace, Parks, and Mills, in my opinion, are all pretty similar in skill sets. Or not skill sets, but, um, you know, skill on the field. It'd be very, very, very competitive uh, this season. You know, those three guys, they're going to split snaps. They're going to be on the field at the same time, different times. It's going to be competitive who is going to merge and be the next top safety next to Rodney McLeod. Graylin Arnold, I would expect to be um, the backup free safety. He's going to get into the game when McLeod needs a rest. But like I said, McLeod played nearly 95% of snaps last year. So it's not like he's going to be needing too many breaks. Uh, but Arnold is going to be a very, very key developmental piece if he, um, you know, we'll see if he dresses this season, if he makes the team. But I'm predicting he's going to make the team as the fifth safety. I think he's going to have um, 
a small role, but hopefully he can develop later into his career. Um, one thing I want to mention before we get out of here, Eagles like these three safety sets, so expect these guys to be on the field at the same time all together. Uh, you know, I think the most common we'll see is Rodney McLeod, um, Will Parks, and Jalen Mills all at the same time. I think they are going to complement each other very, very well. One last thing. The Eagles had 1,105 defensive snaps last year. The safeties will account for a little bit over 200% of these just because they're mostly always going to have two to three safeties on the field at a time. So here's what I expect. Here's how it's going to be broken down. Rodney McLeod is going to get 90% of snaps. And again, these are just rough estimates. These are what I'm predicting. Will Parks around 60%. Jalen Mills around 40%. Kayvon Wallace around 35 and Graylin Arnold around 10%. So that's solid. I think that is going to be um, a very even or a very decent split. I think Will Parks is going to emerge as the best safety out of those three um, strong safeties they have here. Graylin Arnold is going to get on the field a little bit, not too much. And Rodney McLeod definitely ruling over everybody as that lead safety, um, their, their best one that they have. So again, I hope this gives you guys a little bit of clarity to how the, how the Eagles will probably be running their running back rotation and their safety rotation. And hopefully I helped you guys out with fantasy football a lot. Um, I know it's not a huge uh, fantasy football you know show or episode about the entire draft, but you know it's always fun to talk about how your favorite team matches up in the draft. So if you're looking to draft some Eagles, hope that helped you out. But um, yeah, running back is going to be very clear. Miles Sanders running the ball, pounding the ball a lot, receiving the ball a lot. Safety is a it's, it's a little unclear. Uh, we'll see what they do, but I'm interested to see how Jim Schwartz incorporates all these guys, um, different times, same times on the field, and because uh, there's, there's a lot of talent there. They've been playing very well this training camp. Looking forward to see what they do, but that's all I, I got for you guys today. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, make sure you follow us on social media, share it, retweet on Twitter, um, Birds Banter on Twitter, Birds Banter PHL on Instagram. Make sure you're following to get all of your updates. We don't just post the links. We're posting Eagles updates all the time. So make sure you're checking us out there. Uh, make sure you check out PHL Sports Nation on Twitter, phlsportsnation.com for all our, our website. And uh, again, Manscaped, use code PHL for 20% off and free shipping. It's a no-brainer, guys. Um, I'll, I'll see you next week. Hope you enjoy this podcast and go Birds.